I'm Emma, a teen who loves to read, write, and talk about all the things. And I'm Amy, but Emma calls me mom. We both think podcasts are awesome. We both like a good book, a good poem, and time together talking about them. She likes tea. And she likes coffee. Grab your own hot beverage of choice and join us for a conversation that's a little bit silly, a little bit serious, and a whole lot of fun. It's time for tea and coffee. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tea and Coffee. We're here in the middle of the day with beverages of choice, although not necessarily the ones that were in the title. <laughs> um, Emma, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking English breakfast um, in a mug that is made of glass and you can see all the way through. And In other it's, words, it's clear. It's clear, <laughs> yes. Translucent. <laughs> And Glass. I and I actually am not drinking coffee. Yeah. I already drank two coffees today. That is beyond my limit. So I even for the sake of this podcast, I could not drink any more coffee. But I am drinking water from my amazing new water bottle. Insert. Yes. Well, this water bottle is in fact a gallon-sized water bottle. It's Huge. It's very fancy. Um, it's bigger than my head. <laughs> <laughs> and what I really love about this gallon-sized water bottle is it includes um, inspirational, motivational quotes on the side. So as I drink it through the day, it gives me time goals. And it'll tell me, hydrate yourself. Remember your goal. Don't give up. And keep chugging and other other helpful tips like this. Yeah. It's a lot of water. It is. It is. It's a very large water bottle. I'm either going to be spending a lot of time in the bathroom or being <laughs> very extra glowy. Hopefully both. Or not both. Or Hopefully only one of those. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Moving on. We, last last episode, we got up very early and we realized as we were listening back that we sounded very tired. We sounded like we got up at five in the morning. Which we in fact did. Yeah. So we're we're gonna try and for this episode we're gonna get the energy levels in between the first and second episodes. Find the happy median. It'll be great. Yeah, so neither as hyper as we were in episode one, nor as um exhausted. Half, half asleep as we were in episode two. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Okay, so our first segment is our pocket full of poems and as Emma helpfully reminded me <laughs> which I had forgotten I am the one bringing a poem this it week. It is your week. What do you have for us? But thankfully I had just recently read this poem by George Herbert. Oh lovely. And I'm very excited to share this with you. So it is called The Altar by George Herbert. A broken altar Lord thy servant rears made of a heart and cemented with tears, whose parts are as thy hand did frame, no workman's tool hath touched the same. A heart alone is such a stone, as nothing but thy power doth cut, wherefore each part of my hard heart meets in this frame to praise thy name, that if I chance to hold my peace, these stones to praise thee may not cease. Oh, let thy blessed sacrifice be mine, and sanctify this altar to be thine. 
That was beautiful. Yes. I, I enjoyed all the slurping sounds in the background. I did not slurp. <laughs> oh, yes, you did. Rude. <laughs> okay. Well, moving on now, Emma, to our serial book discussion. I am so excited. I'm very excited. We have gotten to the exciting part of this book. Oh, yeah. We're, so we're there. We finished uh, the second half of volume one. Mm-hmm. Chapters six, no, seven through 12. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Okay, you go first. Okay, so the final two chapters of this book. This is where the excitement starts. This is where all the drama and the tension mounts. Yeah, it's exciting. Also, I had a thought. In both Pride and Prejudice and in Persuasion, there's a character named Mary who is not very pleasant. And I was wondering if maybe... Jane Austen had somebody in her life named Mary who she didn't particularly care for. <laughs> okay, I do not know the answer to that. I don't but know, but that would fascinating. That would be interesting if mm. there was. Anyway, what are your thoughts? Okay, well, I have to tell you one of the lesser emphasized romantic moments of this book. <sighs> yes. Is when <laughs> Anne... <laughs> Has a toddler climbing all over her. Yes. And he will not stop. And Captain Wentworth comes and removes the child from her back. Yes. And <laughs> I don't know if that was a sneeze from the other room or if uh, your think, father is laughing at us. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I'm I'm thinking it's a sneeze. We'll, we'll go with sneeze. Okay, because you can't laugh at this. This no, is a very romantic moment. Very romantic. <sighs> anybody who is ever had a toddler climbing on them would know. Yes. And, okay, so you just see Anne still so greatly in love with Captain Wentworth. And she just doesn't know how he feels about her. He seems to almost to be unwilling to open himself up to talking to her, perhaps because he fears having his heart rejected again, or perhaps because he thinks she doesn't care or perhaps because he's just blind rude and doesn't like her anymore (sighs) we no jumping to conclusions but over the course of these chapters it there's just so much like there's just so much tension there's so much emotion but it's all in this very like stoic way so their their emotions are just like rolling under the surface nobody see you don't Nobody shows their emotions to anybody else, but they're there. And you can just be like, oh, my goodness, there's so many. I know. There's so many emotions. Just like that. So I think that that is actually something in this book where, or this is actually pretty typical, actually, within Jane Austen novels, where the romance comes not from things that are happening necessarily externally, but from all of these hidden depths. These hidden depths in there? Yes. It's so exciting. Okay. But we also have a crisis at the end of this. This is a big crisis. This is like... Talk to us about this crisis. Drama to the extreme. So previously in these chapters, Captain Wentworth and Louisa were talking. Anne overheard this conversation, which is why we know about it. Um, And Captain Wentworth was saying how much he appreciated people who could not be swayed from their opinions Mm -hmm. and from their desires like he, he he was like this is a good thing and 
never be let yourself be swayed by another person. Which, then, when they're in line, and they're having this delightful time, but it's rather windy where they're walking, so they decide to go down these this flight of stairs to a less windy spot. And Louisa's like, you know what? I want to be jumped down. Do that, Captain Wentworth. And so he's like, this is a bad idea. And she's like, I don't care. I'm going to be stubborn like you told me to. And then he's like, okay. And then he, she does it. And then she's like, that was really fun. I want to do it again. So she, so Captain Wentworth is like, this is really, really a bad idea. Well, plus she goes up higher. Yeah. Like people. And Captain Wentworth is like, this is really, really a bad idea. And she's like, I don't care. And then she ends up breaking her head. <laughs> yes. I don't know why I laughed. Maybe it's because you said breaking her head. It's actually very tragic. It is. At first they think she's dead. She is not dead. She's only mostly dead. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Oh, and Henrietta also is nearly dead with trauma of her seeing her sister lifeless on the pavement. Yeah, so basically the only one who keeps their head is Anne. Anne is like oh, this is a crisis. Let me tell you all what to do because you clearly don't know what to do yourself. So she's just directing. Yes. And so you see that Anne, this quiet person who, yes, in the past was, you know, persuaded when she was young and impressionable, but she was persuaded by someone that she respected to make a choice. But that does not define all of her character. She has great strength of character, Mm -hmm. great strength and presence of mind. Uh, in her conversations with that other guy, um, Captain Benwick. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's clear that she is extremely well read. Yes, well educated. Oh, and when they're, when they're walking, she's reciting poems about fall to herself. Remember mm-hmm. when they're walking to the yes, to the, no, not the Musgroves, the cousins of the Musgroves' house. Yes. So it's just so clear that she has great wisdom, and it's not flashy. Right. She didn't go to some fancy finishing school. She's not um, she's certainly not an extrovert. She's not bubbling over with enthusiasm like the Musgrove girls. But what you're beginning to see and what Captain Wentworth is beginning to see and recognize again is that she actually has more depth and more wisdom than any of the other female characters Mm -hmm. and most of the male characters. Oh, and we also have this really like very romantic moment that happened where there's a stranger who's like, ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's exactly like that. He's basically like that. Uh, we will we will talk more about him in future weeks. Yes. But he has this ooh la la moment when he sees Anne and Captain Wentworth like does a double take and all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> You actually are rather beautiful. <laughs> anyway, so it's yeah. like a little subtle moment where you're like, oh, yes, I think he likes her. But Foreshadowing. The, but now they have so much drama to overcome. Yeah. I mean, we're only halfway through the book. Uh, we're happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Oh, my. All right. It is now time, unless you had something else to say about this part of the book. I don't think I have anything else to say about this part of the book. Well, it's now time to move on to the random rabbit trail moment. Do you have a random rabbit trail? No, I need you to have a random rabbit trail. I have a question for you. Oh. Because last week, you got so enthusiastic 
and passionate talking to me about baking and cooking and your pet peeve about these things. Oh, and I thought this would be a lovely rabbit trail for you to share with your listeners. Or all of the two listeners who (laughs) probably don't care. Cooking and baking in basically every cookbook ever. There's like this huge distinction between cooks and bakers, which is totally ridiculous because they say cooks, they just they just do things and put things in a bowl and hope it works and it usually does. And bakers they follow recipes and they measure and it's all fancy and they're they're much more regimented. But that's not actually true because you don't actually need to measure things to bake well. If you know, you all of anything related to food is about ratios, not about exact measurements. So if you have a basic grasp through experience or through reading, then you can cook things without needing to measure. You can cook things by eye. You can do the same with baking. You don't, you don't need to follow recipes, people. Recipes are they're they're confining. <laughs> oh, I think you were talking too. It's like an art form for you. Like this is really like your your creative expression is in baking and yeah. you know, you yes, you use the recipes as inspiration as a starting point, but the only way to create a new recipe is through experimentation yeah. by breaking the rules. How do you think people make cookbooks if they don't not follow recipes because then we just have like one recipe for chocolate chip cookies. And who wants one recipe for chocolate chip, co- chip cookies when you could have 10 and then you could experiment and find the best one. And then take that and make it better because you have better ideas than whoever wrote it. So, like, yeah. Have you ever made chocolate chip cookies with coffee in them? I don't think I have. I had some that someone made one time and they had put coffee in their chocolate chip cookie and it was delicious. I think you should try this. I should try that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, are we done with this rapid trail? That yes, I just thought it was, was fascinating. No purpose, but very interesting. Anyway, mm-hmm. moving on. If anyone has any rabbit trails they would like to share, yes. you can leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear it. And there should be a link in your show notes, mm-hmm. I think. Somewhere. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. And maybe we could give our own rants on your rants and it, it'd be it'd be great it'd be like a conversation <gasps> a responsive rant yes yes Ooh, yes i like this idea i like this idea a lot people give us your rants so we can rant back <laughs> all right well i think that we have reached the end i don't know did this we was, have anything else to say i think this was a rather this was a rather short one but mom do have to ask you what have you read this week oh, or that's right we have listened to or eaten or anything interesting like that. Oh, right. I forgot about this part. Okay. Yeah. We're only I'm looking at it. I'm so right glad. <laughs> I'm so glad that Emma remembers what she typed up. <laughs> Since I apparently am staring at it and still don't remember. <laughs> what have mm. I listened to this week? I have listened to various podcasts i don't know i'm always listening to podcasts we love podcasts here which is why we're making one exactly um i think i've already talked about the podcast i listen to the most um yeah let me think on that a minute 
I forgot I was supposed to have something for that. <laughs> what have you listened to this week, Emma? I have listened to lots of music by Brooke Garrett. And she Ooh. has a YouTube channel, Brooke Garrett, and it's really fantastic and I really love it. And you should all go check her out because she's basically the coolest. And yeah, all that fun stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I saw one of her YouTube videos where she did a Hamilton chicken. Yes. Thing. She also has, um, she and her siblings have a different channel called some Garrett news mm. and they do lots of hilarious things. And it's also kind of my favorite. So, well, I think that can count for both of us. Yeah. Oh, also another thing I read and then there were none <gasps> by I was about to say by Jane Austen. No, it's by Agatha Christie. No Jane spoilers. Austen does not write mystery novels. But it's very, it's a really good book, but it's also really creepy. Yes. Most Agatha Christie is not super creepy, but there are a few that are very disturbing. Yeah. Now, and then there were none is actually not the most disturbing one I've ever read, but it, it's, it's definitely intense. Yeah. I would highly recommend it. It's so good. Also, Murder on the Orient Express. Also by Agatha Christie. That one's my favorite one. And yeah. The very first Agatha Christie I ever read was The Murder of Roger Ackroyd. I don't think I've read that. Oh, then I won't tell you what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you should read that one next. I, I should. think we own it, actually. I can go search the shelves. Mm-hmm. That's what to say. Okay, well, I also read this week i read the very first article in my slightly foxed quarterly slightly foxed yes if anyone needs another podcast recommendation you should listen to the slightly foxed podcast it will always make me start trying to have a fake british accent (laughs) (laughs) anywho uh the very first article in this quarterly is talking about uh change ringing changing oh what is it called it's where they have the bells and they do like it's a very precise almost mathematical change ringing i've just lost the name but it's 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 where there's like a specific pattern of ringing bells Mm -hmm. like the big bells and it made me think about the dorothy sayers book the nine tailors which is all themed around change ringing and I have not read that Dorothy Sayers in a while last summer I got on a huge Dorothy Sayers kick and read like Mm -hmm. all of the Dorothy Sayers books and for some reason I didn't reread that one so reading that slightly foxed article made me want to go check out the nine tailors cool and then what did we eat this week anything interesting we ate food (laughs) <laughs> yes, we did. Well, you and your siblings have recently been assigned a day of the week to prepare a meal for yes. us, which has been nice for me. Yeah. Um, and this week, you made teriyaki noodle. pasta. Mm-hmm. Teriyaki noodles, noodles which they weren't actually noodles. They were bow tie pasta. Because that's what we had in the cabinet. There you go. We also had double stuffed potatoes. I think that's what they're called. Mm-hmm. And find stuff in the pantry and throw it in a pot yes I I was teaching I was teaching my older son my 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 eldest my firstborn I was teaching him my very important 
ratio, speaking of cooking and ratios, which it's is like so thematic grain plus protein plus veggie in one pot. And you can do this with any grain, protein, and veg- vegetable. It could be rice, bean, and tomato. It could be pasta, chicken, and broccoli. In this case, it was a combination, uh, a multi-grain legume combination that I love from Trader Joe's. It has like lentils and couscous and quinoa and I don't know, a bunch of stuff in there. Did that, plus some smoked turkey leftover that was from our freezer. Oh, that's what that was. Yes, it gave it that little Uh, smoky flavor. Yeah, that was good. Mm -hmm. And soup, frozen soup vegetables. It's extremely convenient. And you just dump it all in the pot. It's pre-cut. And then you shake spices and herbs. It was delicious. Yeah. All right. It's very good. Well, and now that's another recipe y'all can all go follow. Just find grain, protein, and vegetables. Stick it in a pan. We're just such – we're so good at creating <laughs> recipes that are so easy to follow. Mm-hmm. Like, aren't you glad you're here today? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Emma. Well, this has been great. This has been delightful. I need to go to the grocery store, so I'm going to need to say goodbye. Right. Okay. Let everybody go now. Okay. But stick around next week. We'll be back. What are we going to be discussing? Read the next six chapters. That would be volume two, chapters one through six, because that's what we're going to be discussing. And we don't want spoilers. Spoilers are not good things. So go ahead and read that. Delightful. Well, thanks, Emma. Thank you. Okay. Bye. We're done.